Hello beautiful people, this is Sylvia, a law student and I'm going to be taking us on a journey through legal method of Nigeria. Today we're going to be talking about law in a social context, that is the nature and role of law, definition of law, characteristics of law, functions of law, reviews of various schools of thought. Now, what is the nature of law? We all know what law is. We all experience law in our daily lives. The laws our mom sets at home, our parents set at home. The laws in our school, the laws in our community that we have to adhere to, and the law of the government, the constitution. Law can simply be said to as a regulatory arrangement involving norms, actions, and processes. The reason I said law involves norms is that it is the laid down rules and it involves action that is the executive implementing the law. It's also a part of law itself and the processes that is what happens in court is also a way the law enforces itself itself in the society. So law to a layman is what government puts to guide human behaviors. But according to the positivist Hans Kelsen, law is a coercive order of human behavior. When we say coercive, it is, it is an order which involves sanction. It's, it influences us through method of sanction, that is punishment for certain behaviors, so as to order ourselves in the accepted behavior or culture of the society. According to Thomas Hobbes, a philosopher, he said, life without law or a political society would be nasty, brutish, short. That is why we have to emphasize the importance of law in our society now. Law has elements of coercion with sanctions, it is dynamic, it facilitates cooperative living, it protects our lives and properties, it states out our human rights, our duties and our obligations. So now, characteristics of law. Law is multifaceted in nature. This is because of the rules that it embodies, some of these laws can actually be found in various sources such as the constitution, statute, case laws, different, different types. Law is man-made, just like we know the legislation makes laws through the House of Assembly and the Senate, that is the National Assembly for us, and if they pass a bill, and if the bill is assented by the president, it becomes a law. Law is normative in character. Normative is derived from what one ought or ought not to do. So a rule prescribes what activists may, should or should not be carried out. Just like I said, law has element of coercion. It has territorial limitation. For example, a criminal code and penal code in Nigeria cannot apply to USA. Because we, it can only apply to our territory, has a territorial restriction to where these laws 
can apply to law is dynamic it regulates the humans in the society so it changes it changes law changes so now we are going to look at the functions of law law facilitates cooperative living just like thomas Hobbes says life would have been brutish solitary poor and nasty without law law constitutes and regulates principal organs of power when we talk about organs of power we see the legislature the judiciary and the executive to prevent abuse of power by either of these arms of government so it prevents dictatorship and enforces the right power now we're going to look at law because it communicates and reinforces social values just like i have explained earlier true means of social control it enforces the social values in the community in the society so now we're going to look at the theories of law jurisprudence what is jurisprudence it basically helps legal practitioner in their approach to what law is so i forgot to say that law does not have a particular definition there is no particular definition for what law is so there are different school of thoughts that help practitioners in their approach to what law is it is the juries that decides what law is and ought to be from the truth so i like to start with the positive school of thought you need to note the propounders of this school of thought positivist the, posi- the positivist we have jeremy bentham who is the father john hostin and house kelsin who propounded the pure theory of law so according to the positivist law is made by a sovereign that is the superior for the inferior with elements of coercion that is sanctioned so this laws revolves around according to john austin the commanding commander the commanding commander cannot be commanded but makes commands for inferiors in the society and they are coerced to obey true sanctions so jeremy bentham said morality unlike the naturalists and the natural school of thought is not necessary for a law to be valid but then there were many many criticisms as this positive school of thought only applied to criminal law in civil law there is no need for sanctions you can only pay damages when you breach someone's civil rights so yes and um the constitution there is no uncom- there's no uncommanded commander in the constitution just like the 1999 section 1 in the 1999 constitution of nigeria section 1 states that the constitution is sovereign so there cannot be any commanding commander in a federation just like nigeria 
So we're going to Hans Kelsen pure theory of law. This Hans Kelsen's pure theory is very simple because it is just mainly made up of the notion that all laws can be traced to higher laws, which can also be trained to the basic law. And he called this basic law that the laws can be validated from the ground law. For example, um, I, I cooked the soup and you can trace the soup back to the ingredients. That is, you can trace the stock cubes, you can tra tra trace the salt, and all of them could be traced to plants. So in that case, you can trace plants to seed, you can trace the seed, and that particular seed is the ground norm, where all other things to use to cook the soup are found. So the soup is a law, can be traced to higher laws, and can be traced to the ground norm. So yes, we have discussed about Hans Kelsen's pure theory of law. And now we are going to the criticisms of positive school of thought. I want to touch it again. Not all laws involve sanctions. Laws are... It doesn't work like that in a federal and democratic system of government. And most of all, it creates a society ruled by dictators. And we know better than that. We know... We know... We all know the challenges that comes with dictatorship. So now we're going to the natural school. So now the propounders of natural school, the major popular ones are Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine. Naturalists are more, they're more concerned with how just is this law? Is this law just like lexin justa non est less, unjust, unjust law is no law. So, law has to contain elements of morality before it can be valid. These particular laws are natural laws that guide human behavior. It, it is deduced through reasoning and insights. So, the test of natural law is is tested by the morality is it is it fair is it just so this actually brings a connection between law morality and justice thomas aquinas actually divided law into four parts eternal law is the law of the most supreme being that is our god divine law is law that have been revealed through holy books natural law goes in accordance with eternal law. These are laws of nature that guide our day-to-day -day behavior and can only be deduced through reasoning. Positive law and man-made law. So I hope we get the, the elements now. We're going to historical school and the propounders of this is Heather and Von Savigny. Historical school basically states that law can be traced to our cultures, our customs, the history, experiences of our ancestors, our society, the culture of our society. That is what brings about law. So, um, 
there is this unique character that defines everyone and that is the rock upon which law is made so law comes basically from the spirit and common consciousness of the people what are the criticisms of historical school majority of people do not always have their way so now we go to sociological school propounded popularly by roscoe pounds the definition the definition of law is based on its function in the society it is emphasized on the actions and social aspects of law sorry law reconciles conflicts of interest that is to say the fundamental tenet of the school is that we cannot understand the nature of law unless we study what it does so law basically in this sociological school is an element of social control so in our next chapter we'll be talking about the realist school economic school and the origin of legal professions and the system of quasi-representation stay tuned to get more Hi and welcome back to my podcast. This is an educational podcast for both law and social science students. We're going to continue from where we stopped in legal methods. We said law to a layman is what government puts in place to guide our behaviors. According to Thomas Hobbes, man by nature is solitary, poor, nasty and brutish. So if we do not have laid down roots to guide us, would be in a state of anarchy, total disorder and confusion. Law is the use of sanctions to order human behavior. And when we talk about sanctions, we talk about punishments in the law they put in place to deter us from committing crimes. And according to Roscoe Pound, we saw that law is a specialized form of social control that brings pressure to each man in order to constrain him to do his part upholding a civilized society and deter him from antisocial conduct so now for him to not engage in antisocial conduct like committing crimes we need to um, control him socially we have several methods of social control but we'll come later to that law enforces morality law is man-made law is normative in nature law has elements of coercion law has territorial limits just as some laws in nigeria would not apply to ghana would not apply to other countries that means it has territorial limitation law protects lives and properties we can see that in section 14 subsection 2b where the main purpose of government is to protect and um provide for the welfare of its citizens now we will go to theories of law we talked about theories of law jurisprudence this jurisprudence is basically what helps legal practitioners in their approach to what law is we all know that law do not have a specific definition so different philosophers different legal practitioners came up to their understanding of what law is so we have the positive school propounded by major 
Jeremy Betham, John Austin, Hans Kelsing, and according to the positivist John Austin, in law there is a sovereign and uncommanded commander in his command theory. So John Austin propounded the command theory, and in this command theory there is this sovereign, the superior who makes laws for the inferior in the society. So these laws are made by authority, who is the sole source of validity of the law. So in the positivist, validity of the law, unlike the naturalist, we are coming to that, is not based on morals. Instead, it is based on the validity of the authority who makes it, which is the uncommanded commander. And this commentary revolves under majorly three things, which is command, obedience, and suction. There would be command, and command would enforce obedience. And if you don't obey the laws, there will be sanctions and punishments. Then, Jeremy Bentham gave a more plausible, plausible theory that accommodates division of sovereignty. John Austin does, said sovereignty belongs to this uncommanded commander. But Jeremy Bentham disagreed with Austin's command theory. He kept separating morale from laws and says yes there can be division among the state and federal and local so he believed in that but he was still a positivist another positivist was Hans Kelsen but he developed his theory and he called it the pure theory that is Hans Kelsen's pure theory so this theory is purely made up of the notions that all laws are validated by a higher law until the validity can be traced to the ground norm and in nigeria the ground norm is our constitution you can see that in section one subsection one where the supremacy is in the constitution in nigeria there isn't supremacy of the lawmakers the supremacy is in the constitution so let us criticize the positive school of thought which remember was propounded by john austin jeremy bentham and Hans Kelsen. Not all laws involve sanctions. We can see that in civil laws. Laws are not always normative in some cases. It doesn't work like that in a federal and democratic system of government as powers are duly shared. There is no command, uncommanded commander in a federal state and immediately there is an uncommanded commander. That state is no longer federal or democratic but is autocratic and totalitarian in nature. It creates, just like I said earlier, a society ruled by dictators. Now, we'll talk about natural school. In the medieval period of natural school, the main people we see here are St. Augustine and Thomas Aquina, and in the modern area are Hegel and John Finn. Basically, the naturalists are concerned with divine and innate reasoning. When we say innate reasoning, we mean reasoning that is inside us and rationality rationality means using our mind so there is a strong connection between law and justice just as law injusta non endless meaning unjust law is no law natural law can be deduced through reasoning and insight so basically these laws are inside us and when you think you find it out the test and the validity of natural law is when it is just and is in accordance with dictates of nature. So Thomas Aquinas 
St. Thomas Aquinas divided law into four parts. We have the eternal law. This is the law of the most supreme being, the God we worship. And divine law is revealed through holy books, either the Bible or the Quran. Natural law is the law that goes according to the eternal law. And it is, it is gotten through reasoning, then positive law, and man-made law. Note that natural law school does not agree with positive law, but they do not rule it out. They do not agree with it, but that doesn't mean they ruled it out. But they said the validity for positive law is if it is just. But in the Middle Ages, Hegel stripped natural law of his metaphysical apparel. He stripped it, the divine law and all that. And though the quarrel between naturalists and positivists went on, John Fist came in, John Fins came in and defined natural law as principles of practicable reasoning in normal human life and community. So we are moving on to the historical school and the people we can see here who found the school Aheda and Savigny. This came up as a result of defects in natural theory because there were many criticisms and Heda noticed and stressed the unique character that defines people. This unique character are customs, the, there's a thin line connecting the spirit of the people and laws of that state. It can never be deduced, it can always be deduced from the history and culture of people and every nation possessed this unique character which known as superior. So Sabigny said that law comes from the spirit and common consciousness of the people. So yes, just like our customary laws, they come from our tradition, our customs, but there are criticisms of this historical school as a majority of people do not always have their way and this does not justify case laws and some other laws then we go to sociological school propounded by Roscoe Pounds Eugene Ehrlich Dykut the definition of law is based on its functions in the society that is basically what sociological school is all about the functions of law in the society they, mis- they, mean, they emphasized the actions and social aspect of law. Eugene Ehrlich said that there is a relationship between law and societal conduct. Law reconciles conflicts of interest. And note that Daigut proposed the principle of social solidarity, which states that the government should be aware of the needs of the people and be in charge of inputs and outputs in the society. So the principle of social solidarity says that the main purpose of law is that the government should be aware of the needs of the people. We can also see that, just like I said, in section 14, subsection 2b, where the main purpose of government is the welfare of its people. The criticisms of social solidarity is that it does not have a united front because nobody knows the interests of everybody. Everybody has their separate interests. Then we look at the realist school. They came to be they claim to be realistic about what law really is, what the lawyers do, what goes on in the court of law. They emphasize the importance of precedent and legal experience. You can never know the decision of a court until you look into the precedent of such cases. The judges hold supremacy 
of determining the decision of a case at hand. So basically, what Realist Co is talking about is they said law is what goes on in the law courts, the judgment of the judges, the procedures, that is law because there can be a substantive law, but the judgment passed is actually what the law is. So we go to economic school and we see Karl Marx as the major propounder. He said, whoever has the power of labor or capital, which is the bourgeoisie, is the ruler. The bourgeoisie used um, law to suppress the proletariat, that's the lower ones in the society. He claimed that law is a legal fiction. So this is the basically the revision of what we did last time. And in our next um, podcast, we'll be talking about the system of quasi-representation and the beginning of legal profession in Nigeria. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. This is an educational podcast for law and social science students. And I am your host, Sylvia. Today, we're going to be talking about the origin of legal profession in Nigeria and the system of quasi-representation. The origin of legal profession in Nigeria started when the British came down to Nigeria for their selfish interests. Before they came around, they had already established a way of seeking redress in the court of law, but we had our own way of seeking redress for matters. In the north, the Alkali were learned for settling disputes using the Sharia laws. Now, the system of quasi-representation. This is basically the way we settled our own disputes before the arrival of the British. When poor members in the society had issues, especially with wealthy or more influential people, they had to get in contact with a wealthy or more influential or powerful person who would represent or defend them when the matter is brought before the elders and rulers. In the Yoruba land, these people were called the Baba Ogun and in the Igbo, in the Mbaozi Oko. The traditional judicial system, however, was only concerned with settling disputes. But the British did away with this system because it was not reliable and most of them were unfair and outright dangerous. Just like in the Igbo land, or in some cultures before if um, a woman loses her husband she has to sleep with the corpse to prove her innocence lots of people lost their lives to this system the british came and their judicial method was a way of colonization and were very important instrument for administrative control the first quasi courts were established in the Niger Delta area, but our customary laws were not applied. However, there was a problem of communication between the natives and the foreigners, leading to the advancement of self thoughts after this. How unfair that the quasi courts were created, but our customary laws were not applied. There were several self thought attorneys, but out of these seven, only three were qualified. Qualifications. Before you can become a self-taught attorney, you must have taken an examination, you must have a fair degree in Western education, you must be reasonably familiar with the law, and you must produce a certificate signed by a judge of the Supreme Court that you are of good character. 
it must also be admitted in the english scottish or irish bar as a solicitor or attorney you must have practiced for five years in the office of a barrister then they would be considered fit and proper by the chief justice in his own discretion so these are the qualifications you must use if you want to become if you want there to become a self-taught attorney in that period but the shortcomings were corruption poor academic background they were very very few in number inadequate personnel no rules of the courts and lack of reference books now we go to legal concepts we have law and order law of just law and justice law and order order has no specific definition but simply put it is when people coexist harmoniously the major reason for law is so there is order amongst people in the society just like i i normally say section b sub b sub 2b it is to protect lives and properties for law to ensure order in the society it must be interpreted and enforced rightly without fear or favor the law and justice there is also no single definition of justice as justice can be defined as what is good what is fair what is equitable just and reasonable lawmakers are to make laws that are just the court of law should also interpret these laws without fear no favor there are three types of justice we have the formal justice and this is the strict application of justice as it is written or documented it is argued to foster impartiality then substantive justice is the liberal interpretation of law and statutes using extra knowledge and values in order to serve justice it involves the spirit of law and it's just not letters the organ of equity is linked to substantive justice with this full justice or leniency is given whenever appropriate and we can see that equity was brought forth when the common law was harsh we also have distributive justice it involves the equal rights to justice by all it is also just allocation of resources obligations and rights to all and sundry then we move to law and freedom every human has the right to freedom freedom is the ability or state of being able to talk act and think the way you want to without being controlled it is liberty from all restrictions or limitations law and state a state can be a part of a country or a region capable of political administration it can also refer to a country itself a state is a political organization with a centralized government whose responsibility is to maintain law and order through the use through the use of force lawful use of force within a geographical area law and legitimacy gotten from the verb legitimate it connotes something that is lawful legal or valid something that everybody validates for something to be legitimate it has to be in accordance to the law the legitimacy of a government is measured by how people accept it if a government is legitimate it means the people accept its law and policies law and sovereignty sovereignty is being above all others a sovereign person is bigger and higher than others the law is above all the law is sovereign and nobody 
nobody at all is above the law except God. Well, let's move on to the aspect of law. We have the eternal law. These are laws that are unchanging, constant, and ubiquitous, e.g. the laws of gravity, energy. Internal laws are universal laws. Then divine laws reflect divinity. These are majorly the laws of God. Natural law are laws obtained through reason. We've looked at that before. Positive laws are laws made by man. Public law deals with deals between the state and its citizens while private law deals with citizens among citizens civil law is law between citizens of the state that means it's a private law when an individual's rights tramples upon the civil law it provides remedies for such in civil law they have to be balancing an examination from both parties unlike criminal law criminal law states that Crimes exist and provides punishments for those who breach these laws. There are both major and minor crimes. Punishments for these crimes include bail, jail term, death, etc. In Nigeria, we have the Criminal Code and Penal Code. The Criminal Code is used in the West and the Penal Code in the North. In criminal code, in criminal law, sorry, the plaintiff or prosecutor has to prove the crime between reasonable deaths. It's prosecutor, please. In civil law, it's plaintiff. Substantive law, these are the laws that are written down, which states, creates, and defines, and regulates the rights of individuals. It contains all laws except procedural laws. Procedural laws are laws that are sometimes referred to as adjectival laws. It creates the means and step-by-step process and procedures for which substantive law are to be interpreted. There are two major procedures, the criminal and civil procedure. Common law and equity. These are laws gotten from the English. It contains customs and tradition of the common people of England. And as countries came together and made laws common to them all. Due to the harshness of common law, equity was created just like I said earlier. But before you can use equity, there are certain use rules to follow. He who comes to equity, these are the maxims. He who comes to equity must come with clean hand, delay, defeat, equity. Equity follows the law. Equity is equality. Note those maxims. Like I said, he who comes to equity must come with clean hands. Equity follows the law. Delay, defeat, equity. And equity is equality. Then we move on to customary law and English law. Customs is said to be the way of life of a people. Customary law contains traditional laws binding a people in a particular region. For a customary law to be valid in court, it must pass through the following test. It must not contradict any law. It must not contradict any public policy. It must not be repugnant to natural justice, equity, and good conscience. So that's where we stop for this episode. Then we'll, in the next, we'll talk about law as a method of social control, where we see the seven methods of social, of social control. Thank you for listening and see you in the next one. Bye.